Welcome to the Retrospect Podcast, a show where a couple of guys come together from different walks of life and discuss a topic from their generation's perspective. My name is Ian, and as always, I'm joined by Stoney. Hello. So, how's wow. your how's what your a week? Right? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to ask. How did your week yeah. go, man? Um, uh, it, the week has been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've had some good and bad. Um, yeah. It was really nice to have Mar- Hottie Doctor or Miranda last right? week and yes. got a lot of good feedback <sighs> on that. Yeah. Um, that was fun, wasn't it? It was. It was a lot of fun. And it was also interesting to have a a, a different yet similar perspective right. to the situation. Well, she falls into the X generation <laughs> age group. So, right, right. You know, Ex- exactly. Um, which is good for me because I'm old and she's not. You know? <laughs> I think I have, what, 18 years on her or something? Really? No, not no, really. I, mean, I, was say, I was like, I was like okay. She'll, <laughs> she'll hear this and go, why is not telling people that? Um, you know, I, was I was like, you know, I was driving when you were born. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, stop it. Yeah, it's true. Really? I was 11. She was born. Oh, was yeah. You yeah. driving tractors or something? No. Oh. My Uncle Joe used to put me on this on his seat, you know. Really? Um, he lived out in uh, a little rural area, and uh, he'd take hey. me out on the back roads, and he had one of those old 70 Ford trucks with the yeah. gear shift on the steering oh, column. And Can I, before we get the episode started, can I, t- I tell a little story as yeah, well? Yeah, go. The first car that I ever drove in was uh, um, uh, a, f- a friend, like my dad's friend mm-hmm. had a... Uh, a Buick Roadmaster. Oh, one of them. It was those a, are nice, and it was wide. Uh-huh. I mean, it took up every bit of the of the lane that I was sure. driving in. And it was the first car I ever drove in. Oh wow! And it was so, and it was like this, like plush interior. Mm-hmm. He had it all reclined back, and I'm like this those little. Those were nice I'm this, cars. They were, yeah, yeah. That and then. I think I drove in like a Lincoln one time too. Mm-hmm. Again, very well. My big. grandparents had a nice big Lincoln, and it was old, and it had a CB radio. No, in it. not one you put in. It actually came with the car. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Go ahead, finish. No, that. so and so I just remember being this little like fifteen, sixteen year old boy, just like holding the steering wheel, going like, "This thing is really big," because <laughs> it was like like I'm a, I'm a kind of a thin guy, anyways, and so you can imagine this wide plush leather seat mm-hmm. it felt like i was sitting in my dad's recliner right i was like because i and i'm in this i was like this car feels so huge and i was like <laughs> so i was so nervous mm-hmm. driving down we went down a straight road no stop signs no it was not a heavy traffic or anything right one way mm-hmm. and when i was driving and of course going like 35 my dad was a paramedic he's like you thought you were going crazy uh, you thought i you thought it was speeding. i thought it was flying my dad's yeah. like stomp it son i'm like I, i'm not doing that and, he, and again it was like in the afternoon no one right. on this on this mm-hmm. empty street and so and i remember i remember just flooring it to like 55 and i was like oh i'm scared mm-hmm. and stopped <laughs> but it was right. like yeah that what, what a great story how old were you I'm probably 15 15 yeah 15 or 16 mm-hmm. just about to get my permit um but anyways yeah. I, I was gonna make a comment as well is a lot of times you can tell what kind of week we've had whenever we decide to pour some whiskey for ourselves. I know, right. We, we got some. What are we uh, we're drinking this week? What are I'm we drinking? drinking Johnny Walker Black Label. And I have. And I poured you some double black. Double black. Interesting. It's almost as good as the blue. There you go. It's almost as good. I like that. Yeah, I, I've had to, I had the opportunity to, to sample some blue label and some black label mm-hmm. together. like Side by side. And some other Johnny Walkers as well. Mm-hmm. And definitely... Black label just by itself. I'm not, I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've tried double black, mm-hmm. but for the bang for your buck, mm-hmm. black label, right? Very similar to blue, but not quite as. I hate to say it. I love that blue. The blue's great. I love the blue. It's great. so expensive. Exactly. But, yeah. You know, sometimes if you can't afford three hundred dollars worth of whiskey, you can you can skip on it and get yeah. fifty dollars, and you're like, that's mm-hmm. yeah. it's similar. It's so worth it though. It oh my good. god, it's good stuff. <laughs> Anyways, so what do we have as a topic for this week? I. I normally we as of the past recent episodes we have talked about it beforehand. And have well, an we idea. try to prepare. We oh, right. try to prepare, prepare. You know, and um, but we're going back to our roots this week because he had a little bit of a uh, Stony had a bit of a surprise for me. So I don't know what's going on. No one know what this no, is. No clue, right? <laughs> no clue. But you can tell in my face I've had a rough week. I, yeah, yeah. And I thought for a change, you know, um, one of the things that um, the the responses that we get back every week is that people like the authenticity and mm-hmm. how genuine we are. Right. And so this week I'm pretty much just going to kind of bear my soul on a subject. Okay. And it is being a stepdad. Really? Yes. 
um, I have in the last two weeks I have had such a really high and such a really low mm. being a stepdad and um, I'm beginning to think I'm a failure I'm really no. beginning to think that I'm failing miserably at it um, with everything in my life I've been shot stabbed run over by a car knocked off a building <laughs> on my back had one finger cut off at the knuckle held my right angle near my chest it bent oh completely my, backwards oh my gosh everything I thought that I had survived would prepare me for this right hasn't wow I am so sorely unequipped to do what I'm doing wow. it is probably the scariest scariest thing i've ever done in my life really yeah man <laughs> um you've met magnus i have yeah um you know he's very advanced for his age yes yes um and he's i, I would i just he's so innovative he's very <laughs> innovative it just, it like in the it, i don't want to say the wrong way no it's the wrong <laughs> way it is here's the problem this is why i'm here bearing my soul all right because it is absolutely <laughs> in the wrong way. Right. Um, and it just, it amazes me in the wrong way, yeah. in a bad way, some of the stuff he does. And as soon as you think you're turning the corner, we get him every other Sunday. Okay. We bring him to his dad's at 6 o'clock, and then the next Sunday at 6 o'clock, his dad brings him to us. So that way he gets a full week at school. Right. And... um with the the Easter break and everything, he wanted to spend some time with his sister. So the f half of the week that we were going to have him, he wanted to stay with his sister. And that was cool. You right. know, he spent some time. She had the week off because yeah. of school and everything. So we get him on Wednesday night. <clears throat> and we had the most amazing four or five days with him. Wow. He was an absolute angel. He was funny. He was engaging. He was just absolutely yeah. awesome wow. you know we did stuff it allowed us to do stuff for him and with him and you mm -hmm. know he's kind of been grounded for a while and <laughs> it, it allowed us to you know you know what wow this is awesome why don't you have some tv time? right right you know basically unfettered unrestricted tv time other than you know pg you oh, know of course and yeah. less right um but go man watch one of your shows have a yeah. good time and he goes back to his dad's and he has some bad days at school mm. And he's getting more marks than he ever has. And then he comes back with us, and it's the same thing. More marks, you yeah. know, and, and I'm afraid he's going to fail out of the class. Yikes. And I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. I really don't know how to reach him. Um, you know, my dad's answer was the belt. Mm -hmm. And my dad didn't hit you once or twice. Right. He hit you 15 to 18 <laughs> oh, times yikes. with a belt. Yeah. And literally beat you yeah and um and that's not my response to magnus of course obviously i'm a step parent right so right. you know even though mom gives me permission you know <laughs> if you need to but i don't want to do that right that's the father's responsibility and that's yeah. the mother's responsibility to do that so i'm just trying to reach him right in a fashion that inspires him mm -hmm. and shows him you know why don't we do this instead of that right you know and how it, how old is he again? He just turned twelve. Just turned twelve. Yeah, man. Have you had? I guess have you two had like alone time where you've had a yes. chance to go talk with him? Yes. Okay. Because yeah. I was gonna say that's the. We even had some of that tonight. Since you asked, we had some okay. of that tonight before I came here. You know, he's had some of the the, the worst days he's ever had. Right. Um. And. Um, I spoke to some people today. I spoke to a couple of my attorney friends, and I, sp I spoke to some other people about it. And um, one of my attorney friends said, you know, he, he kind of called me back afterwards, and he said, Sonny, I want to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. He said, this behavior that you're describing, he says, is something that I went through when mm -hmm. I was that age. Right. And he says, I was being bullied, terribly bullied. Oh, wow. And so I would go home. <clears throat> And take it out on my parents because wow. I knew they really couldn't do anything about it. Right. So I tried to be their bully to make up for while I'm at school. I was being bullied and felt like I couldn't do anything about right, it. Right, right. And so. Trying to control something you can't. Trying to control yeah, something, right. yes. And so I, I, I pulled Magnus aside and I sat down with him. 
And I, and he didn't want to talk when I first got in. Right. His mom and I were trying to talk to him and he just, you know, how kids close up and they cross their arms mm-hmm. and they eyes glass over and, you know, you right. just see the hatred in their eyes. Cause I can't right. believe you're trying to, to make me talk to you right now. And so, um, he got sent to bed and, um, I, I was talking to, you know, Miranda for a while. And, um, finally I, I said, I, I need to go talk to Magnus. I had a question to ask him. Right. And so I went and I turned on his light. I, I just very quiet, very peaceful. I just tried to just calm the situation down. Right. And I says, Hey buddy, you know, can we actually have a real conversation? Would you agree to have a conversation with me? And he kind of shook his head. And I said, no, mm-hmm. I want you to agree to a conversation right. to where you and I actually speak to each other and talk and, and try to figure some things out about each other. Right. And he said, yeah, Mr. Stoney, I'll do that. And I said, you know, by agreeing to that, that means you have to talk <laughs> yeah, and participate the in yeah. the conversation. Right, right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I told him about my conversation with my friend. Yeah. And I said, are you being bullied? Yeah. And normally Magnus has a response for everything yeah. very quickly. Snappy, yeah. And he started doing the... And I'm not going to say it on the air because right. I don't want, he, he listens to this <laughs> and I don't want him to know what I'm talking about when yeah. I'm looking at his tells when he's lying. Oh, right, right. But you could tell those things started to happen in his face right. and his body language and things like that. He was getting ready to fib pretty big. Right. And then all of a sudden he just shook his head no and closed his eyes really tight. Right. And it just dawned on me like either he's being bullied mm-hmm. or he's the bully himself. Right, right. And I have to figure that out. And I don't know how to do that. Mm. And, you know, it's like the teachers, you know, they don't seem to be able to help. They, they're they so tired oh, yeah, in what no. they're doing. <laughs> they don't care, you know. And yeah. I think they care about the kids. Right. I really do. I earnestly believe that all of his teachers care about him. Right. But they're fed up. Mm-hmm. They're at the end of the school year. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, they're ready for this year just to end. Yeah, to be done with. Magnus <laughs> is ready for this year just to right. end. You know, Miranda and I are ready for this year just to end. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure this thing out. And right. It's hard. Right. It's so hard to, to know. You know. There's no book. You know what? There's a there's 150 million books on parenting and oh, step parenting yeah. out there. Right. And none of them get it right. No, of course. I mean, they try their best with sure, because but it's it's just it's another one of those situations um, where it is so there's it's all about context a lot of times because there are things that can work for certain scenarios, but then that doesn't mean that it's going to work. Well, in what this works scenario. for your kid may I mean, not work uh, for my kid. Exactly. That, that's know? what that's what I mean. It's like it all is about context. And like then a what, parent doing it may not be the same thing as a step parent <laughs> trying to yeah. do it. How much trust is in the scenario? How much, right. you know, like, you know, how long have you been in the in the picture? Like that kind of stuff where it's like mm-hmm. it could be something different. But, yeah, I, I that was the first thing I was thinking was is having a having a space where he can speak up about that kind of stuff, talk mm-hmm. about it, be comfortable, you know, and and know that this is a safe space that right. I can speak about this and not it's not going to be. And I tried to establish that. Tonight. Right. I really earnestly did. Yeah. You know, and, you know, then some other things, you know, and, and trying to figure this out. Some friends mentioned that, you know, he might feel guilty because he actually really likes me. Mm. And what if that makes him feel guilty about liking somebody else as well as his dad? You know, he loves yeah. and likes his dad. Right. But what if he loves and likes me, too? And that's causing him some confusion. Right. Yeah, that's I never thought about that. That's and then on the same thing, if his dad is dating somebody else, right. does he feel guilty about liking her? Right. And that, you know, and this has got to be really confusing for him because it should be a mother and a father. <laughs> right. And, you know, seven days a week, yeah. you know, 52 weeks in the year, you know, for right. 18 years in a day. Yeah. So for me, like I, it's so, it's so interesting to hear about some of this. Um, because I, if I may, you can I want to say from a broken home, your mom and dad parted. Yeah. Well, and how old were you when that happened? Well, so that's the point that I'm making right now. Mm-hmm. Is it's interesting to hear about this because I grew up in a time and I grew up in an area where a lot of my friends had split homes. Right. In their like teenage mm-hmm. formative years. Some a little bit further along in high school, some a little more like middle school-ish. 
for me, I was, I don't want to say fortunate, but kind of fortunate enough to be 23. Okay. So I was like, even though I may not have been, even though I may not have known fully who I was, Mm -hmm. by the time I was 22, 23, I was mostly on my own. Right. And I I was a functioning adult in some capacity. Mm -hmm. I had uh, struggles inwardly with myself. Um, Whenever my parents split, it was a lot of like, what does marriage look like? Mm -hmm. What does love look like? And then for me, because I I was in a religious household, it was like, what does religion look like? Because, because again, that's, that's good. Yeah. Because it was something that factored into marriage. It's like Mm -hmm. marriage is a bond. And again, for me, it was a sacred bond bound by God in some capacity and all that. So again, for me, it was like this kind of rabbit hole of like, I started questioning a lot of stuff and questioning like, what is my relationship with God? If I may interject there, I'm kind of glad you said that. Because you've met Magnus. Right. We, we attend church together. Right, right. And you've met him in church. Mm-hmm. And so as smart as he is and advanced as he is, and the questions that he has, you know, he takes communion now. He, he participates mm-hmm. in the church. He loves helping the elderly to their, you know, he, he has some servitude in him. Right. What if that's one of the confusions for him? Maybe. What if he's confused between the religious part of it and then seeing his mom and dad not together anymore? Right. Yeah. I'm exactly. glad you said that. I yeah. Need to, I need to reevaluate that. And well, yeah. And so that was, for me, again, like I said, being, because I was also, I, for me, I was more of a socially awkward kid. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, as I kind of turned 18, 19, 20, and had my own, my first couple of, like, solid jobs right. after high school mm-hmm. was when I really started to break out of my shell. And, like, I can hold a conversation with a person. I can be charismatic in some capacity. Right. Um. And so by the time I had, my parents had officially divorced or even split up at the time, I may have been getting comfortable in myself, but I may not have been confident in myself. And so that was where I think a lot of that questioning came into play because again, religion and, or not really religion, but church as a whole and the community aspect of it, faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. Um, was such an integral part of all that, that whenever whenever it started off is like, what does love even look like if mm-hmm. after 20 something years or so it is all for nothing or whatever, right. or it was what it felt like in the moment. I know it wasn't mm-hmm. the case. Well, my parents split up after 36 years. Wow. Right. I was already gone. I was yeah, really yeah. well established. I had left home early <laughs> yeah. because I did not agree with right. what some of my dad's beliefs were. Right. And it was just time for me to go. Right. Um, I'm not going to bring his business out. That's exactly, his yeah. and his world. And um, in case he's listening and doesn't know who I am, I'm not going to bring that out. Right. That's his privacy and, and his demons he has to deal with. And right. one day he'll be account- accountable for that. Um, and I still have a relationship with my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but they split after, I think, 36 years. You know, And I was well gone. Oh, yeah. You know, I was. Well, yeah. And I think. I mean, obviously, you know, (laughs) in my mid-30s, you know. (laughs) But for my scenario, it was, um, I I never really had a super long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. And if I did, I think the the one that I did have was probably six months, Mm -hmm. almost a year. And. Uh, she was no longer interested in me is kind of what happened. So it was like after we got to know each other really well, I think she found somebody else and kind of had like before. Wow. You know, so it was like, so for me, I was hurt because I was really invested, Mm -hmm. but I could tell that I think as we got to know each other, she was no longer. Again, that's okay. I understand Mm -hmm. things happened. But I, in the moment, having like a first relationship at like almost 20 some years old or 20 years old, um, it affected me mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to kids that go through that in like high school and have a couple years to kind of deal with it. I was now in this whole new season. So I feel like a late bloomer in that regard. Okay. And then, and so again, and then a few years after that, my parents getting split was when like, you can see, or at least for me looking back retrospectively, yeah, right. Nope. <laughs> yeah, right. Looking back in retrospect right. Right. is you, you, I can see the, I love when that yeah, happens. Right. <laughs> yeah. Is I can, I can see the, the snowball into like how I started to question what does marriage look like? Mm -hmm. And then of course, even deeper, what does you were at least old enough at that point to be able to form some conclusions on yourself. Right. Magnus isn't. And and that, I think the long winded way of saying it, that is the the point that I'm getting to as well Mm -hmm. is like, what is, I don't know what, I don't know what 
being in a split house, so it looks like it 11, right. 12 years old. Right. And I can only imagine it being really rough and, mm-hmm. and hard to connect all the dots and mm-hmm. make it all, you know, because like right now my parents are not remarried, but mm-hmm. I can, I can see how even as a 20 something year old, like, you know, if I had more relatives and then of course more combined families in some capacity, it being even harder to, to gauge all of that. Right. And like I said, I don't know what that looks like as a, a pre-teenage kid at this point in time. Right. But and it's just, and I kind of asked him that. I said, mm-hmm. you know, are you trying to get rid of me to, mm-hmm. in hopes of maybe your mother and dad getting back together again? Right. And his eyes got really, really oh, big. Like, and I'm like, oh, shit. You know, did I hit something right there? <laughs> yeah. You know? Struck a nerve. And, um, you know, he said, you know, no, Mr. Stoney. You know, and that's one of the things. That, that See that right there? That kind of bugs me. You know, um, being from Canada. You know, Miranda's family, they don't, they don't say Mr. and ma'am and things like that. They call their grandparents by their first name. (laughs) Oh, wow. You you know what I'm saying? You call call everybody by their first name and you don't say those, you know, ma'am and, you know, Mr. and Mrs. and things like that. Right. Still to this day, as, as hot and heavy as we get with discipline and structure, (laughs) he still calls me Mr. Stoney. I've never asked him to call me Mr. Stoney, and he still does it hmm. to this day, year and a half into it, maybe a little bit more than a year and a half. So right. Still to this day. Hmm. I mean, I guess if, if for me, it at least shows that there's some level of respect. Right. I mean, even if he may not like you, I think he may respect you in some mm-hmm. in some way, which I think is right better than certain scenarios where I, mm-hmm. where I think that the stepdad may not get even that kind of treatment. Sometimes I don't think so. Right. So that that's what sometimes I think I'm making a little headway. Right. And then boom, 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 boom. <laughs> One know. step forward, yeah. three steps back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Well, with Magnus, it's about a half a step forward <laughs> and about 10 steps back. But um, Right. But there are good days, and those good days are so awesome. All right. You know, um, the church had this little function a while back where um, they were helping some elderly ladies, widows, right. and single moms. And he spent the whole day there. Oh, wow. You know, and I told him, Magnus, if you come volunteer... I'll give you 25 bucks. There you go. And he came out there and had such a good time and helped. Even, you know, the men, these are old working class men were Mm -hmm. so impressed with him. He was engaging. He was funny. He was doing all the little things, taking the trash, volunteering to do this, doing everything. Never asked me for that $25. Really? Never asked me. He had so much fun. Oh, wow. So enjoyed being around these men's men. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to leave that scenario right right. right there. (laughs) He was enjoying being around men that worked. Yeah. Never asked me for that money. Wow. Never asked me for that money. And I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, um, I put it aside, you know, for him one day. You know, he'll need something. But I, I put it aside, just tucked it away yeah, in yeah. my little safe there. Got a little magnet written on it. <laughs> right. You know, because I keep my word. Of course. But yeah. it was important to him not to ask me for it because mm-hmm. he was serving people. He saw those women came up and hugged him and loved oh, on him wow, and that's so thanked nice. him. And, you know, the men were like, oh, go yeah, ahead. You know, look yeah. at you, man. Oh, wow, that's <laughs> yeah, right. awesome. You know, and he was asking questions. You know, he was doing things. Right. And that was an awesome, like I said, there's good days. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's really, really bad days. Right. And I'm frustrated with that because I didn't realize how much of a roller coaster this was going to be. Yeah. And, and, that, I, well, and I think, I, again, I understand this conversation is probably just a chance for you to talk this out and vent sure, about it. Because I have, I have no experience with this. But I can only imagine that. But you do because, you know, we're both men right. from somewhat broken homes. Right, right. Maybe I, different times. Yeah, exactly. But it still makes us all feel the same way yeah, you're right. to realize our mom and dads aren't together anymore. Yeah. I was just, I was thinking about this in like a, um, a like a, a time in his life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, He's going through a lot of hormonal changes, probably. He's going through a lot of, like, life changes. Yeah, we're definitely going through the hormone thing right oh, but, now. But that's what I'm saying. It's, like, a lot of stuff. I'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not saying that uh-huh. that it is 
the, the, I'm not, I'm by no means by saying this is a phase, sure. but it's like, but what does it look like to kind of keep the same rhythm you have going with him in like his 16, 17 years old, wherever, you know, but that kind of here's stuff. Here's the problem. Like, the phase has been going on since he was three. Oh, really? Miranda told me a story that when he was three years old, that um, Magnus is allergic to milk. Okay. So the lunch lady oh, asked no. him if you want water or juice. And he said, juice. She apparently heard water. So she puts a cup of water down there. <laughs> and he looks at it. He looks up at her. And he looks at the water. Uh-oh. And he pushes it back to her and says, does that look like juice, dumbass? <laughs> Three years old. Oh, my god! So this has kind of been a long-term wow. phase. Yeah. I think it happened. It started like three days after he popped out the womb. I and mean, it's hey. been going steady since then. You, know I, you mean, know, I mean, who thinks like that at three years old? I definitely didn't. I remember being two years old, and I was in the bathtub. My mom was, was washing me up. And uh, my mom said, it's time to get out of the bathtub. And I looked at her and said, no. That was it. For no, 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 How long till you well, woke up? Just wait. Just wait. And then my mom said, "Excuse me, it's time to get off the bath right now." And I said, "No." And then she's like, "I'm going to count to three, and if you're not out this tub, I'm going to whoop your tail." Mm-hmm. And she says one, and then I said two, three, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god! When I tell you, my mom whooped my ass uh-huh. all the way from the from the bathtub into my bed and my mom felt so guilty afterwards she was Why? like well, be, well because well, no, 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 is that what's the thing so again so in the moment was what the thing. so so i went to bed like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know going to bed like crying or whatever mm-hmm. and she was like i feel like such a such a bad person but i'm telling you ever since then you never did it again did you n- and never did it again. never did it again and never did it again but I, but that, again like i said i think that's also the, the type of person that i am sure and it was that terrible twos obviously <clears throat> but that's about as <laughs> as crazy as I got as a kid. Never did it again. Oh no, 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 no. And, and so, yes, and again, ma'am, I'll be right up, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> my middle brother was definitely the one to like push the envelope a lot right. of times, and I remember. Um, obviously, I would like to get my brother in trouble as an older brother. That's sure. what you do. But he would also like to get himself in trouble, and I was always like, and you know, so my mom would just it's okay if I get you in trouble. Yeah, right, right. Don't do it yourself. <laughs> my, my mom would give me a look, and I would start to like you know, tear up a little bit like, no, I'm sorry. I didn't. And I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, that is so. maybe one thing we do have in common is we're both the oldest. Right. Right. See, I'm the oldest of three. Same. My sister was 18 months younger than me. And my brother was four years younger than me. Right. I, and, have, I have two younger brothers where we're each two years apart. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> I can remember we did normal kid stuff. Now my dad thought we were the most evil kids on the planet. Of course. But we never really did anything bad Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. i snuck out one time as a kid right one time (laughs) and i think i even mentioned this on an episode before and i'll go ahead and mention it again but they they showed salem's lot on tv oh yes you did did i really yeah and it was the one time and i didn't go anywhere Mm -hmm. i just snuck out at midnight uh there was a full moon right kind of really didn't help the situation out um right. i was magnus's age there you go maybe 13 right m- maybe about to turn 14 and i just kind of shook my fist up in the air yeah. and said if there's any vampires out there come get me now and i've literally yeah. until magnus never been scared <laughs> of anything in my life man and now i'm just scared of being a failure with him right um one of my lieutenants who's now a captain one of my um, favorite people on the planet. Um, right. His name is Laney, uh, okay. Captain Laney, and I'll just leave that there. But I know he listens, and I'm um, just paying him some respect. Name drop? Yes, I <laughs> name drop him. <laughs> right. And uh, he uh, he came and sat down in my office when I met Hottie Doctor, or Miranda, I guess we can say Miranda now, and um, and Magnus. And, you know, he said, I'm really proud of you. You know, I'm really, right. really proud of you, and I want you to know you're going to, affect this kid's life Mm. for the rest of his life what you do now you're going to affect him for the rest of your life right and i just want to do that right yeah i don't want to affect his life in a negative way i Mm -hmm. want to affect his life in a positive way right and you know um he's one of um he's one of the, the captains one of the the greatest leaders i've ever met in my life right and I don't want to do right by his advice, too. Yeah. You know, I don't want to let him down. I don't want to let, yeah. you know, Magnus down. I don't want to let anybody down in this. Right. And sometimes you just feel like, you know, you get this thing in your throat and you just feel like such a failure. Mm-hmm. 
I, I understand that. Not in like a, in a parental aspect, but in like a career aspect. Right. There is so many times where I feel like I over either overwork myself or a lot of times I used to work like freelance jobs too, to where I feel like I never could say no mm-hmm. because, you know, you never quite know where the money's coming from sometimes. Right. So just keep on working, keep on working until you, you know, you feel like you can't anymore. And then a lot of times you feel like you're, for me, I have a certain level of like perfection that I hold myself to. And so mm-hmm. if my work starts to like get below that, it's when I'm like, I'm not, this is the standard. Right. And if I'm not meeting that standard, it's like, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. I, I'd recently took a, an Enneagram test and realized I'm a, a type one personality, which is very much conducive to that sort of mm-hmm. thing where it's like being a perfectionist in a lot of ways and also being hard of yourself, having like a, a mental voice that kind of will um, be an inner critic right. about a lot of stuff like that. And so I, I definitely feel your, your pain and like looking at a scenario and going like, I'm, I'm failing this. After in everything I've been yeah, through yeah, in yeah. life, right. this, this is, is the <laughs> one thing I'm going to fail at? Yeah. This right. is it? This yeah. is, you know. I don't think you're going to be a failure. I just think it's this is one of those things where it's probably going to take more time. Mm-hmm. It, it is going to take you being present and you having a consistency mm-hmm. with things and being a cornerstone in his life. I, personally, like this is what I think in this in this mm-hmm. scenario could be very very wrong. I think it is. You said you've been there for year and a half. Year and a half change is just keeping it up. Right is like it, it's not going to probably get any easier. It's probably not going to get. I think it can always get harder, but <laughs> right. But it's like it's that that consistency that. Mm-hmm. Um, the the bonding of this like you're here you are someone that he can confide in he can trust in you're a role model in some in some way and it's keeping that up and so that way he every opportunity that he has to look for that or look for some sort of stability or or however it may be um and so that way again whenever he may go through like a, a hard time or may change or whatever he can look to you and say, like, you know, mm-hmm. help. <laughs> right. For me personally, like, I always appreciated my mom and my dad. Um, but during my, my teenage years, I was, like, I was an asshole about a, a lot of things to my sure. parents. Um, I have a very similar personality type to my dad. And so mm-hmm. I was kind of shitty to my dad sometimes. Just, like, as my, because of our personalities and they're so alike and they kind of conflict in a lot of ways. Growing up and being an adult you know kind of going through those changes i talked about earlier made me appreciate that i had a dad that was there mm-hmm. made me appreciate a mom that at some times probably overloved me and like was probably a bit too much for certain people but you know obviously growing up and seeing that a lot of my peers or friends or whomever didn't quite have that looking back on it i can i can say i was fortunate in a lot of ways Maybe not in everything. Sure. But if there's one thing I can say is I had like good parents that loved me. Right. And I don't need to take that for granted. I don't know both your parents. <laughs> they, they do. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. So, and so like, but it took me kind of like getting out of my own a little bit mm-hmm. and having that moment where I was like, I needed some time away. I needed to grow up a little bit, get into the trenches of the workforce and do things myself to kind of understand what they were trying to teach you. Uh, yeah. Because when you're apply all the yeah, stuff, they right. t- when you you're Magnus's age and you know, for the next couple of teen years and right. stuff, you think you absolutely know everything, right? There's nothing anybody can teach you. You know it all. Right. Or you know. in my case, it was like just repetition. Sure. So my mom and dad or specifically my mom really hammered into me being a gentleman mm-hmm. is like treating women. Right. Is, holding doors open. It's like being that person. It's like being a good uh, father and husband in, in a lot of ways was like that my mom taught me. And again, it got to the point where it was so repetitive that like I never had the opportunity to practice what she was teaching me. Right. Cause it was like every opportunity that I had to probably to show that it was always like she would try and reinforce it. Mm-hmm. And so it got to the point where it was frustrating almost that I was like, you won't, you won't let me run free on the lease that you have before like you just yank on it again to tell me it all over again. Right. And it's like, and it wasn't ever in like a, in a bad way, but 
leaving that and really getting off the leash and doing it myself and practicing it and being a gentleman in public, being a, a person that people can confide in, like that kind of thing is like like having the the freedom to leave the nest right. was when I started to realize I was like I took it for granted in the moment because it was either repetitive or it was just it was what I knew and it was you know it was just your parents you're just like oh I love my parents but just I'm you know I need to get out or whatever mm-hmm. um but it it took me leaving specifically going through some stuff, going through the divorce and running away to Canada right. before I, and, and really getting away from my family and friends before I realized that I was like, I, I had a good family that treated me well. Mm-hmm. And that even though we were probably middle-class, I was never lacking. Is that part of, I don't know what word I want to use, hmm. but when you're in a family unit and you're young, right. You're protected. Right. You're protected from all sides. You you have, you know, as my dad used to call it, the four corners of the house or the castle. Mm-hmm. This is my four corners. Right. Um, you're here temporarily, but yeah. you're still here, and you're protected by the king and the queen. Right. You know, you're protected by, you know, all of this stuff. And so you really don't get a real view of what the world is out there. And so yeah. it's easy for you to, if you want to think you're succeeding, to succeed under that kind of a controlled atmosphere right. until you get out on your own. <laughs> yeah. And then you realize that that was kind of a facade and then that protection was there and given to you. Mm-hmm. Not because they necessarily liked you, but because <laughs> that was their job right. and they did it. Yeah. And they tried to protect you. You know, I told Magnus the other day, I said, you know, my job is nothing but to teach you how to parent yourself when you move out. Right. You know, because that's what it's going to take. You're going to have to do the things that we're doing now yeah. so that you can provide that for your family. Right. That same nest, that same castle, those same four walls that you need to know everything you can do to take care of your family. Right. Is that, is that. Yeah. I think more. So uh, you left that castle. You went. Uh, yeah. You went to a whole well, other well, country exactly. pretty early, right? Uh, uh, I think for me it was more like the the thing that I remember being raised in like a Christian household uh, that I think I I remember gleaning the most of it, like being in church and being a a, a family together. Mm-hmm was like I never really had a whole lot of extended family. Right. So the emphasis on like grandparents and our immediate family. Okay. My two younger brothers, my dad and mom were like the family unit. And so I never had a huge extended family, never had a bunch of like cousins or family. I I did, but was never really around them. Right. Because of our location and because of, you know, them moving away or you know, or whatever it may be. Um and so I remember like the immediate family for me is what always feels like the most important. Cause like you can have extended family, you can go out into the world, but like as whenever you get home is when like, this is what, that's why I think I, I also, I care so much about my, my home, especially hosting for the people sure. is like, I, I, this is, this is your four corners. Right. This is hopefully yeah, your yeah. parents taught you enough right. to make everybody feel safe. That comes uh, right. here. And you are one of the most hospitable people really? on the planet. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Every time you come here, it's, it's, it's homey, <laughs> you know, well, it's I try. nice. And you know, you're, you're a very gracious host. Thank you. That's a dying art <laughs> in itself. Um, right. But it's, and so you took what your parents gave right. you and it, Okay, it took you a while to get there, but you still went through the motions to get there. Right. So do we look back in that time of taking it for granted when yeah. we're younger? Oh, Then yeah. we have to, you know, like Magnus right now takes a lot for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Right. He don't need it. <laughs> you know, or, I, yeah. I, I, I walked through his, um, next to his bedroom and it stunk. Right just stunk and you look in there and there's 15 pairs of clothes in the bathroom right he walks in throws them on we're not doing that no more right okay yeah if he has that many clothes 
Yeah. Let's take them all and give him five of this, four of this, three of this, (laughs) to where he's got to keep them washed or he's got nothing to wear, to where he learns to appreciate what he has. Right. Because it's not until you go without. Right. And so you probably okay. ate a little ramen soup on <laughs> oh, your little trek. You, yes. you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, Instead of these 100%. fancy lamb and potato meals, you know, with the yes. rosemary and everything your mama's doing for you. Right. Now you go eat that ramen soup, yeah. you know, seven days in a row. There was, there was nothing like saving up some money while I was in Canada and trying my hardest to like make my own Alfredo sauce mm-hmm. and it failed. Right. Hey, look, I learned how to doctor but, up some ramen soup. Yeah, same, okay? same. Trust yeah, me. I learned how to doctor that <laughs> shit up good. But know? the thing was, is like trying to lie to yourself and eat it and go like, this is not bad. Even mm-hmm. though I finished it, I was like, that was awful. Right. And I was like, oh, I just felt so defeating. Mm-hmm. But I got better though. I, I want to take a quick break. I just okay. noticed something. What's that? You know, our timing is getting way better. Do you know how I noticed that? How's that? Because we are noticing each other. When the other one wants to take a <laughs> right, sip of the beverage, <laughs> yeah. we know to talk just a little bit longer right, right. so you can appreciate just, it, yes. you know, sniff it, oh, savor that moment. Right. It's like our timing is on. You, you know yeah, what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you know that, oh, I need to talk for another 30 well, we've, seconds. We've done this for almost a year. Almost a year. Almost a year. <gasps> I can't believe that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I think we started in what, July or August of last year, right? Yeah, you're right. So what are we into nine months now? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. But but the to kind of go back to what we were talking yeah, about before. I'm sorry, I just, no, no, I thought yeah. I noticed that and I was like, I need to comment <laughs> about that. Is um was also again having a like a Christianity outlook was like having the family unit being important, even if it wasn't explicitly said, like having a clean home as much as we could and and like having the the core family unit and of right. course then going out and I I was never explicitly taught. This is probably where it's going to be con- like controversial in a lot of ways, but like I, I remember pretty vividly, like, um, race was never really a a, a big thing. My parents weren't like racist by any mm-hmm. means, and so um, or, or it was never taught to me. Right. So like I I just remember viewing people. Um, as just people. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I never, it was never, I, I know that's probably, like I said, some people might be offended by that, but it was never really explicitly like I was raised that like, these are all people, variety of skin mm-hmm. colors and backgrounds and religious beliefs. And I was taught that everyone can have their opinion. Everyone can believe something that they want to believe. Mm-hmm. It may not be what you believe. It may not be right in your opinion, that doesn't give you the right to tell them that they're wrong right. because they are a person that sure. has their own belief system or their own life that they have lived. And if they ask you for your opinion or they ask you for what you believe in to tell them what you believe in. Right. And so I have lived by my, I lived that throughout mm-hmm. my entire life is again, regardless of what religion you are, regardless of what race you are, you're still a person. Sure. And I, think, I still think you are, you deserve respect and you see, I got the opposite. Well, yeah, Not hey, to bring right. out his business. Right. But he was trying to teach me the opposite. He hated a lot of people. Right. A lot of people right. for a whole bunch of reasons. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to impart that on me. Yeah. And I wasn't buying it. Right. He was a racist. He was these things that, you know, you know, and yeah. that, I couldn't take it. That wasn't who I, you know, when I, when I was early, I didn't know what I wanted to be, mm-hmm. but I knew I didn't want to be that. Right. Right. And exactly. if that makes it, you know, I, I knew enough that mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. Right. And so I was getting out as quick as I could. Yeah. You know, my mom really didn't partake in them beliefs, those beliefs, but it didn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but that's why she got out. Yeah. She couldn't take it anymore. Of course. You know, and so we take a lot of these things for granted. Um, and, and it's just, I just want to be that good influence mm-hmm. on Magnus. I want to be that rock. I want to be, like you said, that safe place that, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what he knows, you know, I might get a little upset, but I always got your back. Yeah. I always and have so, your back. And this is that, and this is, a, I, I think, a, a point that I didn't quite make is talking about that as being that rock, being that safe space for him, is that there will probably come a time where he will need that. Right. And he will probably, he may go to your his mom, he may go to his, his dad. But is knowing that, like, if shit hits the fan, 
that I know that I can come to somebody that's not going to judge me for what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's going to help me go through something. Right. And I want to be that person. And, and that's what I'm saying is that he may not understand that now. He may take it for granted or, or whatever may be right. the situation. But come the time whenever he finds his girl, first girlfriend or he has his first heartbreak mm-hmm. or he's being bullied or he's going through a hard time uh, something or whatever. And whenever all else fails, you're there and you're always encouraging him and always being there for him, I think is going to speak volumes right. in his life as a young man, mm-hmm. I think personally. Because that's one thing that I think I realized is like having people in my life that showed me love and compassion, but that also encouraged me and was always there for me were people that like in those teenage years that I still remember. There was mm-hmm. a youth pastor that um, was was like, he was a bit eccentric in his delivery of things. Mm-hmm. People in the church, the uppity people, probably didn't quite like him. But he had a way of talking to us as teenagers in that time. He right. had a way of delivering things and in a way of also just being there in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that even though I had <clears throat> my parents that I could confide in, he was this external source. that right. I, like, I could go to him and talk to him mm-hmm. and I could have this kind of relationship with this person that was outside, but was still there. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, and it was people like him that like, I confided in with certain things. Right. And with my family as well. So, mm-hmm. but anyways, so I just, you know, I, I hope I didn't <laughs> offend anybody. Yeah. I buried my soul. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if, if anybody has any, comments or thoughts um i'll be um when this drops i'll be putting it on the facebook page please feel free to comment share your story tell us a little bit about it maybe we'll do a follow-up on this right in in a period of time and especially because we're in a time where there is a lot of uh split homes sure there's a lot of people that are in either are on the risk again like i said even in high school there was a lot of kids that I knew that were going through that, um, and I and I wasn't experiencing at that at that right. time. So there's people that are through all age ranges that I think are mm-hmm. are in receiving ends of that. Right. There's a lot of people hurting out there. Yeah. You know, and our kids are so advanced. Oh, and yeah. it's so know, connected. And, and it, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. In my head, I'm wondering. You know, we know Magnus is uh, addicted to electronics. Right. Um, if that doesn't play a part in it too, because they are so into this instant gratification world. They don't understand what it is to like read a book. Right. Watch, watch the damn movie. Yeah. You'll get the same thing out of it. No, no, you won't. Yeah. Read the book. Yeah. Then watch the movie. Never watch the movie and then read the book. That <laughs> never works out. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and get something. Take some time. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Take some time. Spend time with your family. Spend time with your friends. You know, take that extra, just that, take an extra 10 seconds on the hug. Yeah. It literally, and I'll learn this with the stroke, it might be the last time. Mm-hmm. Right. Never. I'm almost 60 years old now. That yeah. could have been the last time I saw Miranda or Magnus or my mom or my brother or my sister or you. Yeah. Or all these other people. That could have been it. Right. And then in my life, you know, I've taken the job that I have now. And, you know, I kind of tell people all the time, you know, in, in, in a joking way, but maybe not really, you know, I, I, I do it to, you know, where I'm at, it's of servitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope I'm serving right, the, the people that I work for, but I want to atone for some past sins and maybe make a difference in somebody's life. I'm a Christian, so Jesus is really the only one that atoned right. for my sins, but I can try. Um, I can believe in him but I really just want to make difference in somebody's life. And I really want to make a difference in Magnus's life. Right. You know, if I pass, I want him to stand up and say that dude made a difference in my life. Right. You know, and I I wonder if that's too much to ask. No, I, I I really do think it's probably, it's just a time thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I think there's probably other things you probably could do. There's other things behind the scenes that I don't know about. Sure. Like, again, I never, I didn't quite ask the question, like, how is his, his home life with his biological dad? 
Well, uh, I, I want to try to leave that out well, and that, and, because and that's, that's, and I, a, that's a privacy right. thing. And, and exactly. And that's but, why I didn't want to ask. But, but it was like, but it's implied things, there's some issues. And so that's the thing is right. like, that's the things that I, I don't know about. It's like, and again, also from a, from a personal standpoint, like from his personal standpoint is like, does he want to be there? Like you said, I think earlier, does, does he want to try and get rid of you? Is he trying to like spend more time here? Right. Is he just trying to? you know, or, or whatever. It's all like, it's all those these questions. Yeah. And, and, and I, more. I go through them all every second of right. every day, trying to figure it out. Right. And, and that's what I, I'm saying is like, I think you more than anybody else listening or, mm-hmm. or I know some of those things that we don't. And it's just taking a lot of that into consideration mm-hmm. and then just being present. Right. And just being there. It, and that's is, what I'm is, doing. And I right. let him know that tonight before I came up here, we had that heart to heart. I said, look, you, you may be trying to test me. Right. Other people have left you. Other people have said mean things to you and your family. Um, you might just simply be trying to test me to see how far you got to push me before I leave. Right. Well, I'm full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> That's not happening. That You're not going to win that battle. Right. I'm not going anywhere. I may relate to you a little bit differently. Right. You know, because if you don't want my love, if you don't want my understanding and you don't, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You You make that choice and I'll respect that. But I'll never leave. If you want me, if you want help succeeding, I'll be right there. I'll never leave. Right. You can't push me that hard. Mm-hmm. All right, man. That's it's so. I I I've never really considered some of these things. Right. Because you know, it's you know I, I've never been in that scenario. Mm-hmm. So this is a very. Very interesting and very great right. conversation. I, I really enjoyed this. I hope I didn't surprise you too much. With no, it. no, no, and no. I, I hope our listeners you know aren't you know ticked off because i kind of just bared my soul here tonight i doubt it you know i hope they listen i hope they i can connect with some people and please you know reach out on facebook and our other medias if you want to connect on this subject you know throw me some ideas you know throw me some support or tell me i'm an idiot i really don't care at this point you know (laughs) um you want to tell them how they can find us yes uh so if you're looking for us you can type in linktree forward slash retrospect pod and you can find all of our links there or you can just type in Retrospect Pod on Facebook and reach out to us that way. Uh, and uh, we should be on all the major podcasting platforms. And if you if you can, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. It really means a lot. But anyways, until next week, thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Peace. <laughs>